Hey, I'm Crowley. Thanks for joining me for What's New Now, our podcast here from X1039, where we talk music, we interview artists. Sometimes I interview the Hulk. Lou Ferrigno came in recently. Uh, We've got Comic-Con going on this weekend, which if you're listening in the past, uh, August 25th through the 27th over at the Broadmoor World Arena. So many awesome celebrities, dude. William Shatner's out there. Uh, Other Star Trek people, Bruce Campbell, Dude, Elvira, it's insane. Plus Lou Ferrigno out there, and we got him into the studio and got to chat with him for a while. So, hey, before we get to that, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Like it on social media if we post it. That'd be awesome. Uh, However you want to share it, tell your friends about it. If you want to do us a favor, you don't have to. And hey, if you're here in this podcast before Sunday the 27th and you want to get out to Comic-Con, get your tickets now. CS Comic-Con. Dot com. Well, let's get to it, man. And hey, don't make me talk too much during this interview. You wouldn't like me if you didn't, if I, uh, the thing, talk too much during this interview. X1039, what's up, everybody? And what's up, Lou Ferrigno? Good morning. How are you doing, man? What's I'm doing up? great. It's great to be here, sitting with you, chatting with you. Great to be in Colorado Springs. Uh, no thunderstorm, no tornado, <laughs> no hurricane. The flights are on time. The limo's on time. The hotel is ready for me. Thank God. That's. I'm surprised uh, the limo was on time. Just We have really bad traffic here, but I guess you probably spent some time in L.A., so you, I'm sure you've dealt with worse traffic. Oh, so. sure. Yeah. Uh, so you're out at Comic-Con this weekend, Broadmoor World Arena. Yeah. Um, so that starts at 3 p.m. tomorrow, unless you got a VIP ticket, 2 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, you're out there all three days, right? Yes. Oh, badass. So uh, if you want to go see Lou Ferrigno, this is the weekend. So uh, let's just jump right in here. Uh, since obviously with the strike going on, I can't ask you about any Hollywood stuff and everything. So uh, let's talk about you here. Okay. Uh, so uh, I understand that you're a bodybuilder, right? I've heard something about that, maybe with, you know, uh, your whole career and everything. Well, so. it started when I was a kid and I became a world champion bodybuilder. I won Damn. Miss America, Teenage America, Miss, Miss International, Miss Universe twice. And uh, run him up to your favorite governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I gotta, I'm going to be asking about him here soon. But I got to ask about this. So I know you started bodybuilding at 13, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I've done, It's as you can, you probably can't tell, but it's been a while since I've worked out over here. Uh, but I can say just trying to start working out as an adult, and I picked up weights and stuff for myself at Good home. For you. Good for crazy you. crazy expensive, though. It's so expensive. How were you able to start working out at 13? Well, you got to remember back then... Um, I didn't have waste. Yeah, so I, I, I make I, I got pale. I filled with cement. I put a broomstick. I made my own <laughs> make makeshift barbells because I couldn't afford it. You made your own barbells. Yeah, because a friend of mine down the street had waste. I couldn't afford it. I was poor as a kid, so I made my own barbells. I got different cement pails. I yeah. just love the feeling just picking up the weights and just being connected with the body. Because I had friends of mine that had a barbell. I remember they pressed it. I couldn't press it over my head. <laughs> I was so angry. Think about it. It was maybe like. With, might have been maybe like 70 pounds, 80 pounds. Oh, I was struggling. I tried. The first time I lifted the barbell, I was struggling to put over my head. I just couldn't do it. And I said, I have to do something because I want to have muscles like these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what, was the, uh, what was the dude that made you want to get muscles? Well, when I was born close to uh, birth, I lost like 85% of my hearing. Yeah. Okay, so I had a severe speech impediment. And I was very introverted as a child. So I used to read a lot of comic books, The Hulk, Spider-Man, Superman, because I was obsessed with power. Nice. So for me, I escaped my uh, 
I meant to escape the pain when the imagination fantasized of being the Hulk because as a kid, I was bully, I was made fun of. They called me Deaf Mute, Deaf Louie. <sighs> but I never wanted to feel sorry for myself. <clears throat> so basically, that was my escape. Then one time, <clears throat> I took all these magazines. I would take my father, I beg him to go to a, a, comic, a comic book shop. Mm-hmm. I would trade comic books. The one time I see this magazine, it said, Muscle Build and Muscle Power. There's a blonde guy in the cover doing a chest pose. It says, Day Draper, Miss Universe. I never thought they had Miss Universe, <clears throat> but I figured maybe they had Miss Universe. So I remember opening the magazine, I'd see these different bodies, body builds with different ways, and I t- took it home. I said, I couldn't, wa- I couldn't wait to read page by page to learn about the sport. Guess what? <clears throat> I get rid of all my comic books. I buy all this muscle magazine. <clears throat> and then, here's the best part. One time I went in the kitchen, I saw a newspaper open. It was the New York Daily News. And it's, there's a shot of, of Steve Reeves' Hercules between two polos. I looked at it, and I said to my, my father, said, I'm going to take you to the movies, me and my brother. I couldn't wait to go because when I saw him pull down those polos, I said, that's it. That's where I want to be. That's me. Right there. in the. Are you mad you got rid of your old comic books? I bet those will be worth, worth a lot. I had the first <laughs> issue of Batman, Spider-Man, Dude. Superman. The new Superman, the original Superman comic book today is worth $1.4 million. Yeah, Action Comics number one. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's a good thing that you were able to like build a whole yeah. huge career and everything. So, you know... You didn't need the comic books. But, but you know, it's funny. It's all about passion because yeah. it was my passion because many people try to um, discourage me. This why you're working out with ways. You're going to make a living. You're going to barbell and dumbbell. All you talk about is nutrition, bodybuilding. I mean, but the thing is, for me, I just loved it. It was, it was like, it's in my blood. Yeah. It was like a drug to me. Well, and even, I know what, bodybuilding's probably, what, started late 19th century, early 20th, but like, it feels like it hasn't really taken over the mainstream until like the last 30, 40, 50 years or so. So you, like when you started and everything, it wasn't so mainstream. Did, uh, did you get, did you feel like people were looking at you weird a lot? Well, it was a shadow sport because the average person didn't know what bodybuilding, they didn't even know what bodybuilding competition was. Yeah. But if you had a, a nice t-shirt, if you had some uh, physique, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it gathers a lot of attention. I mean, especially that, what I hate about bodybuilding, that every time I started to work out with ways, people, my relatives would beg me try to order me to move furniture. I didn't want to deliver <laughs> furniture. Come on, you got those muscles. You can pick up that couch. Help grandma with the couch. No. Is that, is that, is this bodybuilding basically turn you into the, the friend with a truck to where like, well, I guess I just have to help anytime somebody's moving. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, well, I learned a good lesson from that. Yeah. I just simonized cars because when you simonized the car, I used to work the right pack. Yeah. The, then it was the left chest, simonized the car. I would do anything I can to simulate any kind of muscle gains because I was skinny, but I just loved power. I loved yeah. the feeling of ways to resist and compete with myself. Yeah. Dude, well, and I know you certainly had some some competition and stuff. Didn't you, like, you competed against Arnold Schwarzenegger in a couple of uh, Mr. Olympia competitions, right? Yeah, because I was 22. I won the Mr. Universe twice, and then I went straight into the Mr. Olympia competition. The nice thing about when we did Pumping Iron, that brought us to the mainstream. Yeah. Because uh, guys like Arnold and myself, in those days, guys our size were going to pro football. Yeah. There was money. There was no money in bodybuilding because pumping iron first price was seven hundred fifty dollars. Oh, jeez. First price. That's my full bill for like for about two, two, three weeks. Yeah. But we had to have jobs. We had the the lux. We we had the luxury to sit around and get a paycheck. So basically, we had to work for a living. Man, yeah. So, 
Did you feel like uh, in some of your early jobs that like did you do a lot of uh, like physical labor and stuff in your jobs to make you money that like the bodybuilding helped? Well, with? I say four years apprenticeship to be a sea metal journeyman. Ooh. I worked in the shop. I done a lot of heavy labor. I mean, moving the sheets of sea metal, driving the trucks, welding, uh, heavy labor. I mean, uh, using different uh, power brake machines. So my whole life was mostly had to do with uh, had to do with my physicality. Yeah, I was gonna say, God, you've just got like pure tough guy energy going. Yeah, I just worked with sheet metal, you know, uh, competing against Arnold Schwarzenegger, bodybuilding. Dang, dude, um, so you're retired from bodybuilding right now, right? Well, I Is retired that- when I did pumping iron at the Hulk, and then I came back at the age of forty-two, seventeen years to compete again. Because one morning I woke up, I said to myself, "It's an unfinished business." Because yeah. pumping iron, I went train maybe like eight to nine weeks. I came back in the 40s. I came back at 325 pounds and 2% body fat Jeez. to compete again to fulfill myself. <clears throat> I said it back. Man, well, you know, you got to get back. Uh, that's what I'm kind of hoping to do is I kind of want to get back into to weightlifting and stuff. Sure. <clears throat> I guess, uh, let me ask this. If just the average person is like, how do I get into bodybuilding? How do I start weightlifting? What would you say is the most important thing? Is it motivation? Is it is it setting a schedule? <clears throat> What's the way to start? Very simple. Eat good. Sleep good, train good, and don't overindulge yourself with uh, with food, anything. The fact that when you get started to weight training, you have to take maybe two or three times a week to do it slowly. Like Rome would not build in one day. Yeah. Or maybe walk a couple of miles, do a couple of sets of ways, but you can't overdo it because if you rush overdo it, you're going you're gonna to get discouraged. And that yep. can be done at any age. I've given that exact same advice before of like when you start off, start at really, really low weights because you want to trick your brain into that routine and everything. Well, so. I got to the point I was benching 560. I was in the first real strongest man competition. Yeah, uh-huh. Jeez. 560. I was real proud that I got my deadlift to 300 and now I'm just like, well, never mind. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good, that's a good that's, way for you. That's okay. It's I, I don't want to brag about it. So. Okay. <laughs> Thank Thank you, though. Um, uh, so let me ask one more thing uh, before. I do want to ask you about music and stuff since we're a music station. But um, you played Canadian football, right? Yes, I tried out for the New York Jets. I didn't make the team. At the time, I had a severe relationship with my father. He wanted me to be a pro football player. Mm-hmm. So I went to Canada to play Canadian football. Yeah, I played two inter-squad games. And I, was, I, I said to the coach, listen, I don't like hitting people. He said, get out of here. Go back to bodybuilding. You know, to play football, you have to play when you're young. It's a mm-hmm. very highly uh, sport, it, uh, especially when you had to do with uh, speed, agility. It wasn't my cup of tea because I love bodybuilding. So yeah. I tried to please my father. So basically, that I decided that bodybuilding was best for me. Well, and that's really cool just because you think like, you know, with bodybuilding and everything, I guess, you know, you're, you've been talking about power and stuff, but you're not necessarily wanting to like be violent or whatever. It's just about being strong and being confident in yourself and not about hurting other people. If you're right? playing a linebacker, you got to love the hit. You got to yep. be out there. You got to be aggressive and protecting the, 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 the wide receiver, uh, especially Canadian football. You have three downs instead of four. Man. Yeah, yep. it, oh, it, Yeah. And, you, and, you, and we had to scrimmage twice on AstroTurf. Oof. Not, not great. I mean, it's tough. Yeah. It's like, it's like being like the gladiator going out there. Don't get me wrong. I love football. But it's just the fact that, you know, you, you, you can incur a lot of injury. But, but you have to love it. Yeah. That's, yeah. Man. Uh, well, do you love doing Comic-Cons? Because you, you do quite a few Comic-Cons and stuff, right? I love to do I love to do Comic-Cons all over the world. I've been doing um, a lot of cons the last, uh, I would say, that 10 or 15 years. It's nice because when you travel to different countries, you can see the excitement, the appreciation for the fans, how much they appreciate Marvel, 
what I've done with the Hulk, especially my physicality, it's amazing because I could be in Ireland, I feel like I'm in the U.S. because you see the fans come in dressed up as the Hulk, Spider-Man, a, a Trekkie like from Star Trek. It's yep. so great because it could be lawyers, doctors, <laughs> your own dentist. Could be a dumb DJ here from uh, from 1039 over here or something. So we'll see what I dress up as. I'm going to be there this weekend. So okay. do you um do you see a lot of, like, uh, do you go to Comic-Cons and you see a lot of the same fellow celebrities and stuff? Have you made any friends with, like, uh, other celebrities at these Comic-Cons? I know a lot of the celebrities. Uh, you talk about, like, Bill Shadner. Mm-hmm. I've seen him on and off for 20 years. The guy's, like, 93. Jeez. God bless him. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of the people, like, for example, you take... Uh, you know, like Carrie Elwes, you got uh, Cassandra Peterson. Yeah, Belvira. Yeah, it's nice to see the celebrities because it's something different from filming because you get a chance that we can go, you do a, like a Q&A, mm-hmm. interact with the fans because the chance for the fans to come to meet the celebrities opposed to being, meeting them on the street. Yeah. So you can have a conversation, especially yeah. Q&A. Nice. Uh, let me ask this, since you brought up William Shatner, has he ever ripped his shirt off and tried to fight you at any of these comic cons? No, he should. Probably not. He should. I don't know if he's still ripping shirts off these days. So, um, well, hey, let me ask you this: What kind of music do you like? What well, was funny? Did you know I trained Michael Jackson for twenty years? I saw that, and I was debating whether I should ask about it because I didn't know if that was going to well, line up. I've never been a music fan, but now I, I kind of like Garth Brooks. I like country music. Nice. Okay. Yeah, rock and roll. I like. I mean, I like the old fashioned. But mm-hmm. it's funny when I trained Michael, I learned a lot about music for him because he told me he said. In his life, he said he heard music playing in his head 24 hours a day. Yeah. When I went to the Neverland Ranch, his house had all these small TVs, like you see this room here, all over the house. <sighs> Cartoon music, music, music. Jeez. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things, uh, what was it? A few years ago, there was uh, uh, like a, an old demo for Michael Jackson. I think it was for the song... Beat it. I can't remember, but he had just sat down with a four track recorder and just ad libbed all the different musical parts. So, exactly that. Like, that dude, even if he didn't play an instrument, he knew music like the back of his head. Oh, yeah. Or in the hand. So, um, uh, jeez. Uh, heck yeah, man. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I know, uh, you probably want to get ready for Comic Con and everything. So, uh, let's see. Are you out there? You're doing panels all three days, right? Yeah, I'm doing, I think, one panel and I think I'll be there with three days signing autograph. Oh, awesome. So sick. Well, you got to go get Lou Ferrigno's autograph, man. So uh, Colorado Springs Comic Con going on tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday. Starts at 3 tomorrow, 10 a.m. on Saturday, Sunday, unless you get VIP and get in there an hour early. You know, it's funny. If you go back in time, say 1977, right? Mm-hmm. I'll never forget when I went to uh, for the screen test for the Hulk. Oh, yeah. Right? I won the audition, right? So the next day I go to the set, they make me up. I look in the mirror three and a half hours later, and I see this green, beautiful creature. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, what am I doing here? But at the same time, I, would, I was slated to win the Mr. Olympia competition six weeks later. But I was nervous. You know why? Yeah. Because Captain America, Spider-Man failed at the TV series, and I gave up training for the Mr. Olympia competition, but I decided to do the pilot. It was a big gamble. <gasps> now, if you think back then, if anybody mentioned Spider-Man, Hulk, this and that, the only people knew about that was the comic books. The other mm-hmm. public didn't know it. So I never forget, as long as I live, when that show hit the air, it was like within a week or two, it was like the whole mainstream was amazing. But I'm glad I made that decision because I almost going to pass on it and continue to be uh, Mr. Olympia for, for a number of years. 
but it's interesting how it was a perfect time and place. Yeah. But the time I did it, they would use another guy named Richard Keel who played George and James Bond. He mm-hmm. didn't fit the part. So they had to almost reshoot the whole pilot. They were about to shelf the pilot, the network. Yeah. I came in just in time. And of course, Bill Bixby. Yeah. When I arrived on the set, this guy, the courtship of Eddie's father, the magician, I mean, I mean, I was like, I mean, I, like a kid coming from a bodybuilder to Hollywood. I was so mesmerized by this. Well, and especially that you had read comic books before and everything, and then to us just, and now you're part of comic books. And, and I knew that character so. because these, every one of us had that little hawk inside of us. That's mm-hmm. why all, all over the world, every language, every nationality embraces the character. Man, yeah. It's true. I also have a Hulk in me. I get angry and hit things whenever I, specifically the computers. So, yeah. Uh, don't get me started with computer generation. <laughs> I was going to say, you were the original. No, I mean, the, the only special effects you had were paint and slow motion. So, the, heck yeah, man. It's got to. So that was the way to do it. Back Unbelievable. The, right? The, it was incredible. Even I did, if I, you I did all my own stuff, everything. You know, one time I had to do a scene where I was on the second floor of a house, mm-hmm. right? I had this woman in front of me. She's a stunt woman. So with the contact lens, I had to jump off the roof. I'm standing there. Suddenly, I couldn't see in front of me because, you, I, you know, when you jump, you free fall. You see when, you, when, you, when you're looking down. So the idea to jump and be relaxed in the air, you can't see anything. So I sit, I'm sitting there, and I'm frozen for 10 minutes. So they got this big canvas, like the fireman used, yeah. there's 20 people. So Bill runs up, he looked at me, and he said, do you realize you're going to cost her $25,000? You keep standing there like the hole. Get off your ass. Just jump. What's wrong with your jump? Scream and jump. So I decided to just jump. I remember when I landed, I did everything that they told me to do, but I was so nervous because it's almost like being in free air with no control. But I t- <laughs> oh, you couldn't pay me enough to do anything like that, I know. man. That's, but I guess that's, yeah. I had to do it because nobody else can double me. Yep, that's, that's, I didn't think of that. Yeah, you were basically had to be your own stunt double, didn't mm-hmm. you? Jeez, any, did you ever get really hurt doing that back in the day? Believe it or not, never did. Man. I've got injured away from, like, for example, lifting heavy things, tearing the bicep, moving yeah. stuff. But never got injured doing this series because we had a wonderful uh, uh, stunt coordinator. Okay, that makes sense. I, I would think they would be extra safe Well, if I get injured, they have to shut down production. There you go, yeah. So, uh, they... Damn well, better be careful over here. And you're going to go beat somebody's ass if you get injured, too. You're going to find of out course. who did it. <laughs> so, heck yeah. Uh, well, geez, what are you most looking forward to with Comic-Con this weekend? I mean, you really like talking to the fans, don't yeah. you? Uh, the instant gratification, see the stories they have, for example, when they were growing up, a certain episode they've seen, mm-hmm. how it affected their life. Because we'll talk about the regeneration. Yeah. And especially now, they've seen the movies, they go back to the original series because it was organic, authentic. Mm-hmm. The TV uh, movies today, like the, the Marvel Universe, more CGI. Yep. CGI works like for Star Wars, but, but some characters, it doesn't work. Yeah, and it, it did feel absolutely so like, I mean, there's the Hulk in real life, other than some green body paint like Well, like for example, you, had, you, had, you, had, you have all these different Star Trek series. TV series. Mm-hmm. But when you look at Bill Shatner, the original, I love the original. That's mm-hmm. why I did one episode, I played... Zamaharm, the Orion race, because I've been a huge fan of Star Trek, the original series. You hang on. You, wait, you played an Orion? Yeah. Wait, what, what, what series? There's a TV, there's a TV show online uh, called Star Trek Continued. I played Zamaharm yeah. uh, from the Orion race. I played a slave trader to oh. come to the spaceship to claim my slave. Dude, <laughs> so you got to put the green makeup back on. That was different. That, it, it was, you're talking about 
Bones has cap. Yep. The makeup is worse than the Hulk. Oh, is I bet. Yeah, I had to take two baths in the bathtub for like a, almost like an hour to live and things to dissipate. Man. It was fun, though. That sounds amazing. But I, that green, green, green. I was going to say, like, Wicked Witch of the West action over there. So, I mean, nobody ever threw water on you and tried to get you to melt, did they? So I would hope not. So No. Yes. One time I did a, a commercial for the Hulk of Spain. Uh-huh. I'll never forget. I was by the, uh, the beach, right? After mm-hmm. shooting, I jumped right into the ocean. Get the makeup on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They got to get that greasy paint going, don't they? The, the stuff that, like, gives you real skin problems. But it's funny, since uh, the Hulk, I've done five TV series, over 50 films. I mean, but everybody just loves the character of the Hulk. It's yeah. beautiful. It made me who I am today. Well, and I think it's something everybody can identify with, right? Because we yeah. all get pissed off. So, you know, everybody right. everybody wishes they could grow and get super huge and really deal with their problems versus having to but just shrink away from But even if I the politicians, they're always doing their <laughs> They stick in your power. I think they're a little uh, obsessed with power, too, aren't they? So, I would say. With well, well, Donald Trump, when I did Celebrity Apprentice, he loved the show. Yeah. He's how we talked about it. He said he loved the story. He loved that, the fact that the show had a late and compelling message about life. Mm-hmm. He, and also, he loved uh, Star Trek. I mean, he was a big fan, too. Man, well, I'll tell you what. I'm I'm a big Trekkie, too. So, I, w- I was going to avoid asking you about Star or bringing up Star Trek, but I'm glad you did. Oh, I love Star that's, Trek. Oh, dude, it's so... There's one of those things you could just put on at night and just let it run and just, like, shut your brain off at I night. I love the so. line where he goes, Spock, he's dead. <laughs> Spock, he's dead. I know. And then Spock dies later. Yeah, so it goes full circle. So. Yeah, Bill, Bill made the show. I mean, it started with Bill. I mean, he's yeah. the icon. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, if, uh, I was going to say, if you could play one other Star Trek alien race, what would it be? You already got to do Beat or Orion. Would you be like a Vulcan? Would you yeah, be a Vulcan. Clear, you'd be a Vulcan? Yeah. You go for it? That would be, because I would have expected Klingon, but like I think that would be a more Vulcan. fun acting, uh, you know, that'd be more fun for you. You get to, you know, not just be the strong guy. But well, I don't the- know if you know the original Mission Impossible TV series. Yeah. Leonard Nimoy was on the show. That's right, yeah. yeah. Gee, well, uh, did it, were you on? You were Leonard on Nimoy. Mission- or were you on Mission Impossible, or no, you, not, just, not you just, just were watching? No, that's okay. original series. That back in the sixties. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say that was before you started acting and stuff, right? So yeah, nice. Oh yeah, rest in peace, Nimoy, dude. That was he was he was an absolute original. Uh, Miss that guy. So, jeez, man. Well, well or what were you gonna say? I would say I hope not anymore because he needed uh, hearing aids. Because uh, also talking about the cochlear implant. Yeah, I was gonna ask. The you reason about that. I want to mention it because so many people struggle with hearing aids because hearing aids. Uh, increase your volume. It helps you hear. But the difference with the cochlear implant is the clarity because the fact that you hear sounds you never heard before, especially the best hearing aid in the world is not going to give you the clarity like mm-hmm. cochlear does. So that's why for me it was a life-changing experience because of my own speech, my own uh, also understanding people. Mm-hmm. So there's a big difference because when people get older, like sometimes 65 in their 70s, they start to lose the hearing and they get very frustrated. They isolate themselves. Yeah. But now there's hope for them. Man, when did you get yours installed? Two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago. Man, the, how nice has it been listening to music since then? Was it it's just... Much, ch- much, much better. I appreciate the, the melody. Yeah. The, the rhythm of it. Man. I see why people love music. It's right. relaxing them. 
it's uh that's what we do here. That's all yeah. we do. So that's why you're so happy, huh? Right. That's it's a pretty great job. So Good. I mean, I feel like you probably get it too, getting to do what you love, getting to do. Well, I love having a conversation with you. You're just so natural. You make me so comfortable. This is great. Oh, thanks. Well, you know, I I would not be able to beat you up at least. So that's got to be one <laughs> bit of comfort. I'm a little dude over here, so certainly not intimidating or anything. I'm sure. Thank you. So well, dude, I'm I'm glad to have you in here, man. You're thanks awesome. Thanks for having too. me. I appreciate it. And thanks for being really chill, because you know we always get nervous interviewing big time celebrities so but you you made me comfortable as well so thanks man thank you hey thank you all right Colorado Springs Comic Con this weekend you gotta go see Lou man uh, out there all three days go get an autograph uh, go have a great time 3pm tomorrow unless you got VIP uh, it's gonna be a good time so looking forward to it yeah CS Comic Con if you wanna buy tickets uh, get out there go see Lou and everybody else go see Bill Shatner and have a great time. So, Lou, thank you so much. You are awesome. This has been great. I really you. appreciate you, man. Thanks for your appreciate time. So, thank you. Hey, you have a great time at Comic-Con, man.